Hello, and welcome to episode 147 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charla. And this week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about Heather's trip to Walt Disney World. Yay! Yay! It was so much fun. It was. I'm very sad that I'm not there still. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be getting to that in a little bit. She's going to be talking about her experience with Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and all of that good information. There's a lot of information. This may actually have to be a two-parter because I think you've got a lot. And if you were on the blog this week, um, you got a twofer. Charlotte wrote a blog and surprise, Heather wrote it. I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, hello. (laughs) I guess I'm going to make a pin for that. (laughs) I was very motivated on Sunday when I got home and I'm like, I just get all this information down now. (laughs) So you got uh, two blogs this week. Uh, which was great. So surprise. Um, So there is a blog post that goes along with this podcast as well. And there's a lot of detail, but first we have some Disney news. So let's get into that. Um, First, Heather, let's start over on your coast because there was some pretty big Disneyland (laughs) news this week. Disneyland was like, Oh, what 50th anniversary? Let's just shake up the Disney verse out here. Um, They Disneyland's more expensive. Everywhere. A lot. <laughs> By a lot. Like, name like 20% a thing, more expensive. It's more expensive. <laughs> so they announced um, ticket price increases um, across the board. And I think what everybody was kind of freaking out about is they said that they added another tier to the pricing structure. Mm-hmm. But what that really means is that um, the most expensive days of the year, so, for example, Christmas Day, instead of it being $154 for a one-day one park pass it's now 164 dollars yeah which i think is crazy i thought 154 dollars. i didn't know how expensive those top tier days were i didn't know that they were called top tier days um i think it's just crazy expensive across the board so i mean a ten dollar increase at this point whatever but i know that the other days also went up as well but yeah it sort of becomes white noise at a certain point yeah. like, yeah. it's now more expensive to go to disneyland surprise yeah. but um what i I had also heard that parking at the resort Mm -hmm. at the parks went up. So instead of $25 a day, it's now $30 a day to park, which I think is insane. But then this morning I woke up to this news, which I did not hear yesterday that parking at the resort. So if you are a Disney resort guest, you are staying at the Disneyland hotel or any of the three, instead of it being $25 per night to park at your hotel, it is now $40 dollars a night 40, 40. that is 40 <laughs> that like, is insane I, like i first was in shock and then started shaking with anger 40 it feels like it feels like manhattan pricing like manhattan hotel pricing like if you want if you want to drive to manhattan and and stay at a hotel and park your car it's like, like 65 70 dollars a night like it's, i feel like just, you know, just getting you, awfully you close to that plenty of room don't give me this 40 i i'm just i'm what are they thinking and the worst part is is you have no choice they're, so yeah, they're thinking they can it. charge it and somebody will pay it that's what because they would not willingly <laughs> would not willingly pay that my ups anger i guess at parking fees especially at walt disney world when space is ample but my i don't just build it into the price of the yeah. hotel mm-hmm I mean, I get it. Not everybody increase the room has rate. a car, room rate. Yeah. but increase the room rate 10 bucks. Everybody in California has a car. There are very few people that are shuttling in. Out <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah. Just yeah. increase the room rate 10 bucks. You're still going to make more money and people aren't really going to complain too much about that. They'll say, oh, that's just the price for tonight. 
Yeah. What makes me mad is that the good neighbor hotels in the area also charge parking fees. It's just kind of like there are resort fees in Hawaii, mm-hmm. there are parking fees in Anaheim. Like it's just the thing out there. Um, but what makes me mad is that their parking fees and their parking lots are significantly smaller, are only like, you know, between 10 to $20 per night. Right. Yeah. Why? Like we know that the Disney resorts are more expensive. You get more. I'm. That's not the conversation I'm having. It's just why is it like parking? A parking lot is a parking lot is a parking lot. Why yeah. is it the neighbor hotels can charge less, but you are now you're already paying more to stay here? Why do I have to pay forty dollars? Yeah. And we, we get slammed a lot for for having preferences for the deluxe resorts over the value resorts or whatever. Or you know I, we you know. But look, I'm sorry. $40 for parking, like, yes, I'll happily pay, uh, you know, an outrageous resort for, you know, the beach club or whatever, or for, you know, the Grand Californian. But it's these, it's these nickel and dimey itemized things that just mm-hmm. make me crazy. Cause especially parking, cause parking's just, it's just pure money grab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think theme park parking in general is a pure money grab. And this is not a Disney thing. This is every single thing. Uh, yeah. Park everybody charges the world, for like parking. charges yeah. you for parking. Which I think is absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, why does it cost $25 a night to park at the Grand Floridian and, what is it, $15 a night to park at Pop Century? For the the same uncovered parking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For the parking lots, by the way, that are half empty because, number one, Magical Express right now, and number two, like, most people aren't driving in in Florida. Like, there's there's so much room at the Florida parks. Yeah. Oh, $40, it just makes me angry, that's all. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I said it before, and I'll say it again, because otherwise I'm going to be called a hypocrite. Uh, Look, I get it. Disney lost a lot of money, and they need to make it back, and I respect that. I understand that Disney needs to, is looking to do a money grab because they have to, because for the success of their business, because they have shareholders that they have to answer to. So it's, it's not the money exactly, it's just the way they're going about it. Um, right. that I'm reacting to. So, all right, moving on uh, back over to Walt Disney World. Very exciting. Um, some character things are moving indoors. They are now being referred to as character sightings. So that's what they're calling them. They're not character meet and greets. They're not character interactions. They are character sightings. Like a Bigfoot sighting or a Loch, yeah, exactly, like exactly. Nessie sighting. Exactly. <laughs> Loch Ness, you know. Oh my gosh, I think I saw Goofy. He exists. Right. Oh. <laughs> you know. I feel that way. No, it's just a dude in a goofy hat. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> I feel that way about some characters anyway. Like you just never see them. You never so. see them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So check your, you know, daily schedule and the um, My Disney Experience app to see where those are happening. Um, the Epcot Arts Festival is coming back. Yay! And with it, the concerts and things are coming back. So that's exciting. Um, I like the Arts Festival. I mean, it's it's no food and wine, but it's, you know, I feel like it's a little underrated i think the arts festival is a little underrated it's a little overlooked but it is a great festival um and then this is news that is is exciting probably only to me but it was very exciting to me because as everybody knows i love thanksgiving i live for the macy's day thanksgiving day parade i I do too live for it i cannot it is not the holidays until i have seen the rockets and seen Santa Claus cross that line in front of Macy's. I'm right like there with you. I love the parade. Yeah. And this might be because we're both from the Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably it. But Disney Cruise Line is going to have a float 
like a like like a balloon is the word I'm looking for, not a float, an actual balloon, a Disney Cruise Line ship balloon to promote, of course, the new wish. So I'm very, very, very excited about that. Um, I will be watching. I mean, now, to be clear, I record it <laughs> because I'm always cooking Thanksgiving. And so I'm going back in and out and I don't want to miss anything. So that way I can fast forward or whatever. Mm. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. So, yeah. So for once, we actually had Walt Disney World, Disneyland and Disney Cruise Line news for you. Yay. Wow. Very exciting. Uh, all right. Coming up next, we are going to be talking all about Heather's recent trip. Where did she stay? What did she do? And what, most importantly, did she think of Disney Genie Plus? Stay tuned. <laughs> all right, Heather, let's let's start at the very beginning. I want to try to give some oh, no. structure to this. <laughs> I'm singing it in my head that, now. Me too. <laughs> um, that was a different trip, though, that you did that. <laughs> I love that one too. <laughs> uh, so you went to Walt Disney World. Where did you stay? Let's start. Yeah. Ground level. Um, okay. So well, I did a split stay this time, which if you listen to this podcast consistently, you know, I do not like, um, but I had to do it for research purposes. Um, so I started my trip at the Riviera resort and mm -hmm. then jumped to the boardwalk i would have mm -hmm. preferred beach club but it was unavailable because it's busy down there um so i got to stay at the riviera which you know is the newest hotel down there and i really mm -hmm. liked it it's beautiful and honestly going from the boardwalk or going to the boardwalk from riviera was a little bit of a disappointment because it's not as fresh and pretty and sparkly mm -hmm. um but i will say the riviera is not quite so convenient yeah Especially because you are not a fan of the Skyliner. I'm still not a fan of the Skyliner. I will never yep. be a fan of the Skyliner, but I did try it several more times on this trip. Um, not even just for the purpose of riding it, but this time it was actual transportation. And I'm sorry, but it's just never going to be as convenient as walking from the beach club or the boardwalk to Epcot. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. as convenient as walking from those two resorts to Hollywood Studios. And it's it's not as convenient even as the boats, which I found out. Um, you know, if you're used to staying at the value resorts, I'm sure it is a very great thing to have, a great option. I don't stay, I, I usually stay at the deluxe resort. So for me, I the Skyliner is not a, an attraction or a feature that I need. Yeah, to book a hotel. I have to say, I just, just to put the, you know, contrasting, play a little devil's advocate, I liked it more than I thought I was going to, given my fear of heights, given the issues that they've had with it. I still have some reservations. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've all seen the videos. <laughs> but I actually liked it more than I thought I was going to. Um, and Charlotte and I got a quick little sort of tour of the Riviera Resort, but we, we didn't get to see much of it. So, like, what did you think of what type of room did you have first? So I had a one bedroom villa mm -hmm. and I had booked a preferred view. Okay. Uh, everybody knows Disney has different views. Um, when I checked into my first room, I was, which was supposed to be a preferred view. It was actually overlooking like the area where they keep their golf carts and their laundry. That <laughs> is not preferred. <laughs> and I, I didn't like that. Um, yeah. And I, I was sitting in our room on the first night and like just progressively getting crankier and crankier about it because the Riviera, whether you're paying with DVC points or you're paying with cash, it is not inexpensive. It is very expensive. Um, and I was just so annoyed. I'm like, you know, I, I 
splurged for this pretty view. The view is important to me. A lot of people don't care about it, but I do because I spend a lot of time in my room on vacation and I like to sit on the balcony and look out at pretty things. And I was just getting more annoyed and then it was getting louder because it was the end of their day and these carts are rumbling across the cobblestones. And I was like, I'm just going to go to the front desk tomorrow and, and see what's going on. And Justin's like, why don't you just call them right now? And I'm like, okay, fine. So I call them and I was told that at this particular resort, the standard views specifically overlook the parking lot. Okay. Everything else, everything else is considered preferred view. So whether you're, I wow. know. So whether you're looking over that beautiful central courtyard that looks out over towards the Skyliner and Caribbean Beach, or you are like me, where you were shoved in the side where you're you're looking at another side of the building and then you know, laundry, that's also considered a preferred view. Um, So they did wind up moving me. I had to check out the following morning and then recheck in, um, which, you know, is annoying because they are short staffed right now. So the rooms are not getting ready on time. In fact, I had to recheck in three times to three different rooms um, just because of the the move and then moving over to boardwalk and not a single time was my room ready at 4 p.m. like it was supposed to be. Mm. Um, And and I'm not like by hours, my room was not ready. Like I'm talking 6 p.m. I'm finally getting into my room. Um, So that was annoying. But um, so if you are going to stay at Riviera, please, and you want a preferred view, request the central courtyard view. They cannot Mm -hmm. guarantee it, but they will try their best. Um, And then also, like I mentioned, standard view overlooks the parking lot, which I don't want to look at a parking lot on my vacation, but the standard views are the ones that have the views of the fireworks for both Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Hmm. So, well, so that's fascinating. So the standard view, you you have a chance at least of being able to see a little glimpse of fireworks. Exactly. Now, if you're on the lower floors, you're not going to see any fireworks because it's just trees and cars. Um, but if you're lucky enough to get on one of the higher floors, you might be able to see over the tree line, you know, the higher fireworks. Hmm. So if you don't mind, you know, the buses coming and going and the cars coming and going, um, maybe the standard view works out being better. I yeah. don't know. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, And then you moved to the boardwalk. Yes, because it is food and wine and I must be able to walk to Epcot. (laughs) Um, And I love the boardwalk. You know, like the beach club is my favorite hotel. The boardwalk's never going to compare to it, but I don't dislike it. Um, You know, it was, it was really nice to be there. Uh, after staying at the Riviera, it did look a little run down and not because mm-hmm. it is run down. It's just 25 years old. It doesn't have that new car smell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the layouts of the, the Riviera rooms are just, it's just so beautiful. It's just a beautiful, beautiful hotel. And so, I, I mean, I love the boardwalk. I had a great time there, but you know, but I did get a, a boardwalk view that I had read maybe, what is it? Two weeks ago, Disney announced that the entertainment was coming back to the mm-hmm. boardwalk. It was not back while I was there. So I don't know. I when. think it's coming back like the first week in November or something okay. like that. First or second week in November. Yeah. So it was a little quiet there. Um, you know, some of the restaurants saw flying fish isn't open. I didn't know that. Um, so, you know, a lot of stuff is still closed, but it's a great location if you're, you're wanting to spend a lot of time at studios and Epcot. Okay. So you mentioned sort of a lot of stuff is closed. Let's get into that. Like, did you notice a big difference in sort of like what was available compared to pre-pandemic vacations? Um, yes, 
a little bit. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a lot more that's available than when I was there in May or last October, and it just didn't register to me. Um, but a lot of um, like kiosks around the park, so whether it's food kiosks or little merchandise kiosks, um, those are closed. Some of the smaller gift shops, not all of the gift shops are back open. Um, most of the restaurants are, but not all of them. Um, and so, like I mentioned, Flying Fish. I'm yeah, like, I think oh, a lot of the signature me. dining are still closed. Um, what else? Jelly Rolls, just because I was at the Boardwalk. Not even that I frequent Jelly Rolls, but it was just, there was a lot closed still on the Boardwalk. So, you know, it's definitely not up and running, like, to 100% yet. Mm -hmm. But getting closer, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, it's not anything that I missed. It was just more of a, oh, I want to pop in here really quick and pick this up. Um and then I was like, oh, oh, never yeah. mind. It's closed. I can't. Yeah. And I think I know you did a VIP tour and I want, I think I'm going to hold that until the next podcast okay. because I think there's I, a lot of detail. There's, there's yes. so much information and I want to talk about Genie Plus and your experiences. But first I just, what were the, to sort of set the scene for people, like what were the crowd levels like during your trip? Um, very crowded because it's October and it's always crowded. Um, but I didn't find it unmanageable. I found it a lot less crowded, actually, than when I was there in May, mm -hmm. which I feel is strange. Or maybe I just went to different places than I did in May. And, and I don't know. Um, but I didn't feel uncomfortable or or feel like I, everything was overrun. Mm -hmm. um, and I was playing, you know, like we mentioned before. I left. I hate having to do the park passes and where am I going to be? I was changing my park passes daily while I was there and had absolutely no issue with it. So it's not, you know, that's not something anybody has to worry about. You can, I don't want to go to Animal Kingdom tomorrow. I'm just going to change my park pass to Magic Kingdom. Done, done, done. Okay. So you had, it seems, sounds like you had pretty much full availability for park pass for your yes. stay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I that's feel great. like that's the case pretty much all year, except for, you know, holidays. Break, holidays. Yeah. 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 Like we're already seeing, I think they're saying that like, um, there's limited park pass availability for like Christmas day and new new year's day, you know, new year's Eve, things like that, you know, but that's to be expected. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Those parks close to capacity anyway, before pandemic time. So yeah. You know. That just, some people love it. That just stresses me out so much. I know. Oh, I, I just there. thought no, of it. No, no, thank you. No. No. You know, whatever to each their own. You yeah. can have it. I'll be at home in my jammies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I love Disney, but I, um, it's a little too people for me on those days. Yes, a little too people -y. Exactly. Um, all right. So Disney Genie Plus launched on like day four or something of your, three or four of your vacation, right? Tell us uh, all about it. Yeah. So it actually launched the day that I had my VIP tour. So I didn't play with Genie Plus until later in the week. Um, but while I was there before, like the three or four days before it started, you know, there was only standby lines. And so I was curious what Genie Plus was going to do to this because mm -hmm. I one night walked on Soren with a 20 minute wait. When have you ever seen a 20 minute wait for Soren? I, I can't recall ever seeing that. So the lines weren't long, except for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, for some reason, even when I went to early morning hours or whatever we're calling them now. Um, <laughs> that thing has like a two hour wait at any given Yeah, it doesn't time. matter. Yeah, it, it, it starts even, instantly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, forget it. You're never the first person enters the queue and they just bump <laughs> that wait time right up. <laughs> just... mm -hmm. Yep. So I was curious what Genie Plus was going to do to those lines. And the answer is they didn't, it didn't really do much. And I don't know if that's just because a lot of people weren't using Genie Plus yet. We're not sure how it works. Um, but it, I went by Soren a couple of days later while I had Genie Plus 
and I was going on living with the lands and Soren was back at 20 minutes. Now this is at 6 p.m. I don't know. Maybe people are there for food and wine festival, but right now anyway, until maybe the word is out and more people are familiar mm -hmm. with it, Genie Plus is not doing much to the standby lines. In okay. fact, unless I'm going to say this, unless you are a hardcore ride person where the only reason you're going to the parks is to ride the rides, I don't think you really need Genie Plus. Like if you're like That's me. That's the too long don't read version of the podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. Like if you are like me and I'm really just there for the atmosphere and I want to eat some good food and just want to be at Disney. And, you know, if I ride a ride, great. If I don't, I don't care. We don't really yeah. need so, so take this review in the spirit of that. This is Heather's perspective, and this is the way she tours. Your mileage may vary. Yeah, if you <laughs> are very heavy into to rides, and that's all you want to do, and if you don't get on 17 rides in a day, then, yeah, yeah. you should probably get it. Okay. Um, but do you need it? No. But let's talk about the uh, sort of the process of it. So it's $15 per person per day. You bought it for one day, right? I got it for two days. You got it for um, two days. Okay. But you have to do it day by day, or at least I did because, um, yeah, it individual days have to be purchased day by day. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. available to purchase for the whole tickets by the time I went. So I had no choice, but to do this, right. um, for those of you listening now, you can choose to do it day by day, or you can add it for the entire length of your tickets. If it, okay. if I can leave you with any bit of advice, it would be to purchase it for the entire length of your ticket. If that's what you're going to do, because the, process is you can only if you're purchasing it day by day you cannot purchase it until that day so you can't go at like 10 p.m the night before and purchase your genie plus for the next day mm -hmm. maybe that will be a thing coming in the future but as of right now you can't so if you're staying at a disney resort you can start making your first lightning lane return time i have no idea the, indivi the individual that. lightning lane selections no, 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 this is different. Like like your old fast pass return time. Like you can make your first selection at 7 a.m. So everybody can. So for the for, for Disney Genie Plus, everybody can make it at 7 a.m. It's okay. the individual lightning lane selections that's only for on-site guests. Gotcha. So I had to clarify, is, I had to clarify that the other day. Because <laughs> yeah, no, nothing can just be normal. Um you have you can start making it at 7 a.m but you can't buy your genie plus until that morning so if you want to be ready to go at 7 a.m and by the way you have to be ready to go at 7 a.m because if you're not those return times jump very far into the future yeah um you can purchase you it i guess at 12 starting at 12.01 a.m so if you'd like to stay up late and then get up very early <laughs> that sounds like a relaxing have, vacation right like yeah like it, this honestly it was the most stressful two days of my trip because i had to manage so much right like oh gosh what are we doing um so anyway you have to wake up early like if you make up wake up at 6 45 6 30 get your genie plus purchase and then be ready to go at 7 a.m turn your wi-fi off don't even think about using any part of disney genie genie plus individual returns free genie don't use any of it on disney wi-fi just don't do it it will drive you insane wi-fi off um and it drains your battery like a mother like it just <laughs> Disney technology. Um, and I will say people are concerned about seeing people walking around with their heads down and 100% it's accurate. Um, myself included, like, okay, I better figure out what we want to eat for lunch so I can mobile order. Oh, mm -hmm. let me see what Jeannie says has a short line. Oh, quick, let me get my next return time. So I felt very micromanaged 
Okay. I Very micromanaged. I, I felt like that with the, being glued to the phone with um, just FastPass Plus too. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think there was definitely like we we were sort of eased into it a little bit with FastPass Plus, and now this is like the hardcore. <laughs> yeah, because you have so many moving elements. You know, it's yeah. not just the FastPass. You have the free version. You have the Genie Plus. Then you have the individual lane. Mm. So, yeah. and it's not very user friendly it looks pretty but again it's a brand new thing and it's going to take us all a lot of time to get used to this mm -hmm. you know and so when you're learning something new there's a lot of error and oh i'm so confused i heard people standing in line next to me going i hate this thing this thing is so annoying like it wasn't just me like it was just an overall aura of frustration because yeah. it's something new it had just rolled out i mean the cast members didn't really know what's going on Mm -hmm. A lot of the Genie Plus lanes were backed up. Like I had one for Haunted Mansion and I went to walk in and the cast member's like, I'm sorry, just so you know, we're backed up. And um, I wound up getting on within 15 minutes, you know, which isn't a big deal when the, mm -hmm. the standby line is 45, but presumably, you know, you're walking to the front of the line. So it, it's a little slow. Um, so it's just something to keep in mind. I, I'm assuming these are all kinks that will be worked out, but maybe yeah. it won't. Maybe this is just how it is. Um, I'm just like, I'm just going rapid fire in my brain, like what I thought. Well, so talk, talk to me a little bit about like what, what like, so you got up at 7 a.m. and you went to choose your Genie Plus. Like what were the return times like? Like what was available and how long did you have to wait? And, you know, how did that all go? So the return times I'm noticing at least during my trip, we're a lot further in the future than like mm -hmm. a fast pass plus or a max pass were. Um, I'm talking like three or four hours in the future. So I made my first lightning lane for 10 or 1030 um, because I knew I wanted to take my time getting to, into the park. I had already ridden a lot of the rides at the Magic Kingdom. This was more or less just for research. So I didn't care about being there right at park opening. Mm -hmm. So most of them, there were a lot that were available right at nine o'clock when the park opens. Um, but I was taking my time to kind of learn the layout of Genie mm -hmm. Plus. And by time, I mean five minutes. I wasn't in my bed for, <laughs> for 25 minutes like, looking around. But like by the time I went, like I had looked, I went, I was reading like, you know, details and, and, and instructions and, and like all the little things the genie tells you. And then I went back to make my selection and the times had jumped by 25 minutes because mm -hmm. everybody's up at 7 a.m. doing it this way. Um, but I chose Big Thunder Mountain. They said, okay, great. I had it confirmed through. Then it told me something went wrong. So I went back and turned off the Wi-Fi and then I was able to go in and get it booked. But then the time had jumped five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, save yourself the headache and don't use it with the wi-fi wi-fi is the enemy of disney genie <laughs> <laughs> but well, we said that when it was about the um uh resident distance uh boarding pass too yep. remember yep. we said Same thing. don't use yep. the wi-fi just don't use your wi-fi for anything disney related and you'll be fine yeah. yeah um but when i was in the parks then you know just like fast pass you get a an hour window in which to return. So 10.35 to 11.35. Um, and then it says you can make your next fat, um, Genie Plus selection at 11 a.m. So I'm booking at 7. I can start booking at 11 a.m. because that's presumably two hours from park opening. Mm -hmm. So just like Fast Pass, you can't make your next one until two hours in the future or you use 
your current Genie Plus selection. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so I use my Genie Plus at 1030. While I was in line for Big Thunder, before I get on the ride, I'm like quickly flipping, what should we do? What should we do? Because I knew Justin wanted to ride Haunted Mansion. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh God, the Haunted Mansion had, it was three hours, three hours. I couldn't get another one until 1.30. Hmm. So the windows in which to ride are very far in the future. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I don't remember them being that far in the future for Fast Pass. And it was very frustrating, especially when we go, we ride our Haunted Mansion. And we're now at lunch at Cosmic Rays. And I was like, oh, let's just do one more ride before we head over to Epcot. Let's see what's available. So I'm at lunch, flipping through, you know, the options. And there were a few that were within a half an hour, like Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor was one. Um... Buzz Lightyear was within an hour, but anything else that you would want to do, so like Pirates of the Caribbean or any of the quote unquote e-ticket rides, mm -hmm. three hours in the future. Okay. Three hours. Um, and then for, uh, let's just touch on individual lightning lanes. I did not purchase any of these because I had ridden most of those rides earlier in the week and I didn't feel like paying for them. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them sell out by the afternoon. Yeah, I, it seemed like Rise was consistently mm -hmm. sold out by 10 or 11 a.m. Yeah, and yeah. Um, those Lightning Lanes, they were backed up and backed up. I mean, I'm talking Seven Dwarfs Mine Train out of the Lightning Lane and wrapped around the attraction. Wow. Wow. So, wow. you know, if I'm paying, I think it was $12 per person on the day I was there, I, I would be livid if I still had to wait an hour to get on yeah. that thing. Yeah, that's just me. Yep, I didn't even look at what ride it to eat. Oh, because he, I didn't even look at what that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that one anyway is ridiculous waiting in line for that. But right, because you've got the virtual queue and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, if okay. you get the lightning lane, do you have to per? Do you have to get the virtual queue? You don't have no. to, right? No, right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting because they have all of these different systems going on right now because they've begun to introduce the virtual queue for things like Rise of the Resistance and Ratatouille. Mm -hmm. But then there are also the individual lightning lane selections, yeah. you know, for it's, the top two rides at each park. And then there's also the Genie Plus. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's a mess. It's very chaotic. I don't know how long it's going to take us all to figure this out and get used to it. We were worried about it with Fast Pass Plus and we all got used to it and it's fine. But this one has a lot more moving parts. Um, I... I don't know. I mean, I think in going in the future, I probably won't get Genie Plus because that's just not how I tour the parks. Mm -hmm. But I may buy one or two lightning lanes, like individual mm -hmm. lightning lanes, if I want to ride Everest or whatever. Because also, I don't know if this will continue, but I noticed a lot of the single rider lines were turned off as well. Test Track, Everest, those didn't exist. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay, because some people, I did see some people reporting that, like, Everest, for example, they did still have the single rider line, but maybe it's only at certain times? It might be, but I walked past it, and it wasn't available. I specifically mm. went to Test Track because I wanted to do single rider, and that's not available. Interesting. Okay. Well, who knows? Mm, yeah, I'd forgotten about single rider. Yeah. <laughs> it's the other factor in this equation. Good Lord. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a mess. So... Disney Genie, just to wrap it up, your opinion is it really depends on, on you how and you what tour. you like to yeah. do. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of rides, too, that you can walk on without it. They're, they're not going to be the most popular rides. They're not going to be the big coasters. You know, it's not going to be Peter Pan. But you can walk on and not wait two hours for a mm -hmm. lot of attractions. Yeah. 
So it sounds like it's more important than ever almost to try to plan your vacation carefully and make sure that you're visiting during a time where it's not sort of crazy crowd levels. Like 100%. And also, I mean, oh gosh, it just, it was not spontaneous using Mm -hmm. this. So I don't know if you like a more relaxed style, don't worry about the genie plus. Mm -hmm. You don't need it. Yeah. It sounds like it's still possible, especially when you were there you know, 20 minute waits for things. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. And even like I said, I walked past Soren on my way to living with the land and it was 20 minute waits. And I had my, um, my, uh, genie plus for living with the land because you can park hop with it. Um, yeah. I, you know, we walked on in 30 seconds and the standby line itself was one minute. Like there was right. five other so, people in line. So yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that does it for this week. Coming up next week, we're going to jump more into Food and Wine Festival, Heather's VIP tour, and all of the other fun things. If there is any specific questions that you have about Disney Genie Plus that you'd like us to answer, send us an email at info at disneyparkprincess.com, and we'll be sure to try to answer it in next week's podcast, okay? Um, Coming up on our Patreon Extra, it's Charlotte's favorite game. (laughs) (laughs) Disney tagline, bad translation. Disney tagline, bad translation. Yes. Um, We did get five new Patreon supporters last week. Thank you so, so, so much to all of our new supporters. And I am ashamed. I am deeply ashamed because now I can't find that darn photo of me in front of the castle. I did find a photo from my honeymoon of the, the cake castle. I don't know why I even have it given my feelings on the cake castle. So I did post that. I posted a video. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. As soon as I find that photo and I'm sure I said to my husband, like, I'm not making this up, right? This photo exists. And he's like, no, we literally just saw it. It's not just you. (laughs) So he's on the case. He's like, you put it in a place for safekeeping. That's exactly what happened. And then my COVID brain immediately deleted it. (laughs) It's exactly what happened. Um, So anyway, so that happened as well. Thank you so much to all of our new supporters. If you're wondering what we're talking about, patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. You can join us. Uh, We do exclusive content every single week that you can set up so that it airs immediately following the podcast on your favorite podcast app. That does it for episode 147. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.